Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Welcome to the Satellite Sisters. This is Liz Dolan, and it is Sunday, September 4th, so it's the middle day of a three-day weekend. I hope everyone is enjoying it. What we have here for you today is a new-to-you show from September 10th, 2008, and this is Julie, Sheila, Monica, and Leon. Uh, highlights include Sheila's complete Summer of Love recap. For those of you who weren't around in the Satellite Sisterhood in 2008, Sheila devoted the summer of 2008 to uh, dating more, getting out, putting herself out there. Uh, so you're going to hear a little, a little bit of a recap on the ups and the downs of that, plus an installment of The Cozy Couch. Remember that? Remember? Yes, you do. It is a breathe, reach, snack. You can do it. Uh, also, Monica is here with her game, Believe It or Not. And Julie and Leon have several news stories. I was on vacation this week, and that obviously gave them a chance to talk about me behind my back, which they do several times in the course of this show. So it was very interesting to listen back to what I did not even hear in 2008. So remember, you can always find all of our shows in the audio archive at SatelliteSisters.com. Just click on Listen to the Shows, and then you can search for anything you may remember. Also, all the shows are at uh, iTunes and at Stitcher. So if you subscribe at either of those two places or any podcatcher, you'll always get our new shows. So enjoy. This This is a really fun, relaxing show that, that we just thought was perfect for the end of summer. This is Julie Dolan. This is Liz Dolan. This is Sheila Dolan. This is Monica Dolan. This is Leon Dolan. News, talk, and laughs. We tackle the world. One we tackle couch. the world. One cup of coffee at a time. You're listening to Satellite Sisters to, to go. Satellite Sisters to Satellite Sisters to go. I'm yours. Open up your mind. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to go for Wednesday, September 10th. I am Leon Dolan. Here in Los Angeles or Beverly Hills with Sheila Dolan. 90210, Leanne. It's happy. I'm so happy to be here. And I'm happy 90210 is back. Okay. Why, why, why are you so happy about both of those things? I don't know. I just had a good summer, Julie. I don't know about anybody else, but I had a really good summer. Leanne, I did manage to catch the 90210 premiere the other last week, and it was pretty darn good. You know what? It's It's fantastic because it's... It's not trying I to I just be... enjoyed seeing the peach pit. Yeah. And they're back at the peach yeah. pit. But Shannon Doherty, what happened to her face? I don't know, Monica. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, really, just I don't know what happens to people. I don't know why you would look in the mirror and go, you know, I this looks great. I guess you know what? Plastic. It's plastic surgery? Is that yeah, it? it's something that looks a little strange. But I'll tell you, Jenny Garth is cute as a button. Yeah, she looks great. Mm-hmm. And I, I just enjoy the whole thing. I mean, it was never a... Like a, it was never a tightly scripted, great show anyway. <laughs> so it doesn't have to aspire to be anything more than it was, which was just good cheesy fun. And I'm mm-hmm. I'm all on board with that. Julie, you're in Dallas. Did you you probably missed the whole Beverly Hills 90210 thing? I think Start that was finish. during the 80s, yeah. so I had young children. So, no, we were not watching that show. So It was the 90s, actually. It was like the late we 80s We still had children, 90s. as yeah. far as I know, in the 90s, <laughs> and so we were still not watching it. <laughs> but it, it may be, you know, I can get into it and get on the bandwagon a little late, just try it out, see what happens. I but like- I know it's more... You know, it's the decade between us, Leanne, that sometimes we have these cultural gaps, things that you like, things that I like. Right. Well, I th- believe I was the last American woman watching Beverly Hills 90210. <laughs> like when they signed off, I think I was the only viewer left. And I can't explain why I loved it. So I'm so excited that it's back. Entertaining Sheila, have you seen it? 
I have not seen it. No, I have not. I was I was away, Leanne, uh, on the debut, but I will catch it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I was um, That's your excuse. out <laughs> looking for gelato, really, is where I was. <laughs> All right, coming up on today's show, wow, we have been really working hard, so we're going to take some time off with the cozy couch. Oh, eat this and feel happy. Why not? On Woman's World, I would feel happy if I ate a whole chicken and some tortellini. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, you yeah, know, sure. pack it, pack it in. Uh, but JLo's on the cover this month. Her amazing slim down. We're going to talk about that. We got lots of tips to clip. Smart new ways to use baby oil. Mm. <laughs> All right. And Monica is here with Believe It or Not. Big, bigger, biggest, Liam. That's our theme. Starting out with the bang this year. <laughs> Just right. ponder that. <laughs> we are also going to talk about some stories in the news that are not uh, related to the election. If that's possible, we dug up a few. So we will discuss that. But first, Sheila, you know, people have been asking. They want an update on your summer of love. Oh, What's sure. happening with you, with you and Brad Garrett? Oh. Are you going on the road, you know, with Paula Poundstone? Oh, as okay. Yeah, thing? I think I may take over Paula Poundstone. <laughs> I don't think she's doing too well these days. <laughs> okay. But here's the good thing about the summer of love. You can look for love anytime. <laughs> you can look for love in the fall, in the winter, in the spring, and the summer. But boy, did I look for love this summer. And, you know, if you haven't been to the website and seen all the videos, go back if you want to see them again. They're all at SatelliteSisters.com. Click on Sheila's Summer of Love. Of course, I had my three dates. You know, I started with Tim Coyne, mm-hmm. the young guy. And we are friends through other avenues, which I will get to. I know him through my comedy circuit. And, you know, he's looking pretty good these days, actually. He's, seeming, he's No, he's seeming good to me after a long summer of love. Then, of course, I had the date with John, the bread guy. Mm-hmm. And that, that went pretty well, considering we were stuck in the cozy cottage for such a long time waiting for the yeast to rise. Okay, but he was... I didn't... That was like a three-hour date. Yes. Have you ever had anyone in the cozy cottage for three straight hours? Never. I would never even ask the love of my life to stay there for three hours. No. Get out after a half an hour, please. Um, And then culminating in my summer of love, culminated in my date with Brad Garrett. So Mm -hmm. let me tell you more about that because, you know, I can't tell you that much about it, but I can tell you that I went you know, to meet Brad Garrett um, for his show, Dating Brad Garrett. And, you know, I had the whole nine. You know, they had the cameras, the rented restaurant that, you know, I I showed up. Hair and makeup. I showed up in my pretty pink sundress. Brad Garrett was there. I engaged in a 45-minute, you know, conversation with him, which involved... Uh, you know, dumping of salads and and lots of inappropriate uh, sexual references and a lot of laughter. The guy is hysterical. And you know now what? you can't tell us about it because you signed a waiver. I signed a waiver. Right. I cannot talk about it now. His show, Dating Brad Garrett, will air sometime mid September. Believe me, I'll keep you posted. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, but I it's got, it's web based. It's, it's a, a web based show. It will definitely be on the website crackle.com where many of you went to vote on my audition tape thank you very much you've been following me the whole time and yeah i mean i you know what i was ready to i was able to hold my own with brad garrett which i was very happy about we're proud of you and leanne as you said you know i didn't say anything that would incriminate me Right. <laughs> that was so, your big advice? That's good. Well, you yeah. know, the, so the rampant sexual commentary was his, it not was yours. It was totally I'm his. And, and he is, you know, he is a stand-up comic. Right. And, you know, so he has his stuff. And then he had some spontaneous stuff. And I threw in some spontaneous stuff as well, which I hope makes it to the – I hope they don't cut the part. I'll just say I did an imitation okay. on the date. Okay. I mean, Sheila, that, very entertaining. It was very brave of me, I think. And I think that is the overarching theme for the summer is, you know what? I just kept putting myself out there. And not only did I have the dates, but then at the end of it, I sort of pulled all that material together and I, I wrote it up for my first, you know, five-minute comedy sketch at the M Bar in Hollywood. Lee, and you were there. It was fantastic. It was so exciting, Sheila. And Really, it was unbelievable that you just got up and did that. I just loved it. I loved being up there. It was so much fun. And that, of course, is um, on our website as well. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, and that's at Sister Spot. You can look that up. Um, Sheila's debut in the Hollywood, it's called. That's the name of the post. 
And then I just got the bug after all of this, and I decided to go over to uh, the east side of Hollywood the other night to something called The Moth Storytelling, which is a very sort of NPR-ish type story slam, it's called. Mm-hmm. So you, you have five minutes. You get there. You put your name in a hat. Oh, they, I've heard of it. They have podcasts. Right. They Yes. Uh-huh. They may or may not call you. You know, so you have to sort of wait around the whole evening sort of on pins and needles to see if they called you. But I got called seventh, oh, which was kind of a, a, amazing. And the theme of the night was fresh start. So they literally pull your name out of a hat. Yeah. So you, you're just sitting there in the audience and it's Sheila and yeah. you got to go. You got to go. Oh, that is a story slam. But you yeah. get to hear the other people telling their stories. Too. Right. And these mm-hmm. are stories. It, it wasn't stand up. It was, you know, store, a beginning, middle and an end, which is sometimes hard for me to. <laughs> Even That's quite get, a structure. E- even doing one sentence or one segment. <laughs> so what did I do? I told the ultimate fresh start story, moving to L.A. Uh, from New York mm-hmm. to Leon's guest room. Right. Um, and some good times. Some there. good times. Quite traumatic for all of us. Right. <laughs> um, I did throw in a little comedy line. I said I, I could have sworn the mauve walls had opiates in the paint. <laughs> A couple of people in the front row really thought that was hysterical. I said, I slept for a month when I got to L.A. Anyway, you know, but hey, I got a 26 out of 30 from the judges. Oh, they really score you? Yes, they score you. Who were the That's judges? Just random it? people sitting sure. around. All right. It, the place was jammed. It was a great experience for me to, you know, to, to be in an audience that really wasn't, they weren't my people. Right. Because the woman who won was absolutely, I mean, there's no way you could have won. She basically got up there. She's one of these women, you know, there are a lot of women in L.A. They don't, you don't know if they're 20, 30, or 40. Right. You know, it's just annoying. You know, it's like. <laughs> Did she have braids? Yeah, no, she had short hair, the short blonde <laughs> hair, but she had the skinny jeans and the, and the sort of groovy T-shirt, and then she had a baby. Yeah. She brought oh. a baby, oh. and she had like a handmade like baby satchel, like a baby Bjorn that she had made in Africa. Bring a puppy the next time, Sheila. <laughs> Bring a puppy. She was a relief worker in Africa, which is oh, great, boy. but okay. the story was how she, you know, how the baby was conceived with some guy that she met. Uh, from he was from stock uh, Swedish, <laughs> from Stockland. I was going to say, <laughs> well, that's a fresh start right there. <laughs> that's a fresh start, and you know, and then coming back to the states and realizing the ba- the baby daddy was married. I mean, and then the baby is raising its hand on cue from the sling, like the cutest baby in the whole world, just raising its hand up, like to the microphone, and everyone's like, oh, the baby. And, you know, it's just like, and then at the end of the story, she's getting to the heartfelt, you know, coming back, writing in her journal and crying with the, you know, she's pregnant with this baby. The baby, like, pops his head out of the baby Bjorn and smiles at everybody. Oh. Ten, ten, straight tens all the way across. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> So what's your takeaway from that, Sheila? You I, I got to get a I got to get a baby, <laughs> <laughs> or at least the sling. Uh, start yeah. with the baby Bjorn. Maybe just put a bunch of oranges in there. <laughs> pretend pretend, pretend just... you were a relief worker <laughs> in Africa. God, it's not funny to laugh about, but these were serious, heartfelt stories. Mm-hmm. So I mean, oh, I... really, none of them were funny. No, none oh. of them were funny except for mine. <laughs> And you know what? I got some laughs. You got some laughs, Leanne. Oh, uh, your well, infamous line after I was crying in your room for a week. Yeah. You basically, you know, you came in. You said you're going to get out of those black clothes. You're going to stop your crying. You're going to get on the freeway. Right. And um, people <laughs> love that. This was an L.A. audience. I thought, right. you know. They got and, it. Right. Yeah. And so I said sometimes you have to be shocked into a fresh start. And that means getting on the 10 West <laughs> without stopping. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not, I, I'm not meant to do the heartfelt. This is right. what I realized. You know what? I like the funny. Right. I'm going to stick with the funny. I think you should. Um, and so, you know, I'm looking for love still, even though I look for real summer. One thing you can still do now, even though it's after Labor Day, did you know that you could still wear white if you wanted to? Because that's what I'm going to do. I did a little research on that. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to know what's the deal because Liz bought me a beautiful new white dress um, at a sample sale she went to. And I haven't had a chance to wear it. And I'm going to go to a luncheon at the end of the month. I'm wearing that white dress. Oh, yeah, it's fine. But I wanted to be sure, you know, if you could. And I looked up, you know, on at the New York Times, they had a big article about wearing white after Labor Day. It basically started down south, Julie. Uh, yeah, oh, really? and uh, it's called it's 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 basically called the grits. Girls raised in the south, 
And it's basically, it, it began as folklore, but it was like bad manners to wear white shoes anywhere but Easter Sunday. And you're not allowed to wear, you know, your white shoes or your white dresses after Labor Day. And then it became sort of a pedigree class thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I just think white pumps don't look good any time, really. <laughs> unless you're, unless, <laughs> unless you're a nurse. A bride, yeah. Yeah, or a bride, yeah. But anyway, I mean, it is L.A. A nurse in white pumps. <laughs> when was the last time you saw a nurse in white pumps? I know what you meant, white shoes. Yeah. Right. We, 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 yeah, nurses have to wear white shoes. Tennis players wear white you shoes, You can too. wear tennis shoes, Julie. And off-white boots are exempt. So, Leanne, if you want to get to little off-white boots... Um, that was high on my list <laughs> for the fall. Yep. So, so what's your ruling, <laughs> Sheila? What's your ruling? So you're going to stick with it? You're going to wear white after Labor Day? You can, you think I'm it's... wearing a white dress because I live in L.A., but I'm not going to wear white shoes to go along with them. Okay, uh-huh. so that's what I'm going to do. And that's going to be hard because it, it's just hard to find shoes in general for me, for my feet. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I lost a pair of shoes this summer. The only pair of shoes that I could wear with my bunions, the strap broke. <laughs> so I left them on the side of the road. <laughs> I just, no, seriously, I did. I think that's a crime. In I know. I, they, they're not biodegradable. Shoes. Leather is not. I know. But I just have to start afresh. Speaking of fresh starts, I need some new shoes to wear with that white dress. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, I'm, I, I'll never win a moth competition, but uh, I'm wearing white. Ooh, all righty. Well, <laughs> I think we should take a break. I Don't think you? we should. A Sheila's mission statement. <laughs> Another mission statement by Sheila. All right, coming up, we have some headline news we want to discuss. Do you think college presidents are going to be influential? Will they be able to change the drinking age to 18? Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters. We're going to talk about that. And then, believe it or not, in Cozy Couch. What do you call it when broken hearts are not done? You are listening to Satellite Sisters, Leon, Sheila, Monica, and Julie here uh, today. Liz is coming back from vacation, and, um, you know, her birthday is tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Did anyone do anything? Oh, boy. Yeah. No, okay. I have not. Mm-hmm. All right. Just, well, she had a big, right, well, well, a big one last year. <laughs> like, okay. as if one of you does something, then the rest of us are going to look back. <laughs> okay, okay, good sister pack, Julie. Good idea. Do not acknowledge Liz's birthday. No calling, no flowers, no <laughs> gifts. No okay. cards, no money. Okay. Swear to God right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She had a big birthday last yeah. year. Come on, come on. All right. Uh, well, you know, there was a story in the news, Julie, this summer. And, of course, I thought of you because um, you used to work on college campuses. You were yes, in the administration. You were also in the admissions office. You've had college-age kids. And you always have solid opinions on things like this. And this was one to me that was sort of a surprise and kind of a toss-up. Um, a bunch of college presidents, over 100 college presidents, have gotten together and signed something that they call the Amethyst Initiative. They would like to see the drinking age, the national drinking age, be lowered back to 18. Mm-hmm. And their, uh, their intent is to lessen the binge drinking on campus. They think that since the drinking age has been raised to 21, there's been an increase in binge drinking. And instead of students learning to enjoy alcohol responsibly, as the Budweiser company would say, they're hiding away in their rooms, they're drinking by themselves, and they're putting themselves in harm's way. Did you know that there are over, I I was stunned by this statistic, 1,700 deaths a year across college campuses from that alcohol are poisoning. Related. Yeah, I I've been I, following this. It's I mean, a huge number and that's wow. well that's drink it's poisoning. It's also getting into a you know, it's getting into a car and drunk driving, so it incorporates any alcohol related death. Hmm. So, uh, you know, I was thinking about when I went to college because my college president is one of the people that signed this Amethyst initiative, the president of Pomona College, which is a small liberal arts school here in California, and I went to college when the drinking age in California was 21, but it was not enforced at all on campus. So we did not have what they have now on college campuses, which is sort of two different populations, the over 21 population and the under 21. And if you go to a campus party, you have to have, you know, like a wristband on or something to know if they're going to serve you alcohol. And it definitely kind of divides the student body now. And I just don't remember the binge drinking 
like they describe it now on college campuses. Did people drink? Yeah. Were there a couple of parties a year that were notorious for, you know, blue shots or whatever they were serving? Yeah. Yeah. And did people drink a lot? Yeah. Yeah. They did. But But they weren't sitting in their rooms with bottles of vodka, pounding it down. Right. They went out. I mean, there was a lot of beer drinking when I went to college. Mm -hmm. Holy cow. Right. I mean, everywhere you went, there was beer drinking. But Monica, when you went to college, was it twenty one or eighteen? Nope, the drinking or age. The drinking age was eighteen. It was interesting when I was in college. The drinking age for beer and wine was eighteen, but for hard liquor, it was twenty one. Oh. And maybe that's why it was just a big old beer drinking school, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, certainly, it was available everywhere we went. I mean, on a weekend at the party, there was a school pub where they served beer every night. Almost everyone on campus was 18. You know, there are a couple of freshmen that came in at 17, but it's not like they checked your ID. But I don't remember. I don't remember the binge drinking like they describe it today. Like yeah, kids I'm, drinking a lot to get drunk before they go out, and that's the problem. They're going out. They're mm-hmm. getting in cars, and they're and they're very drunk at that's that. That's so dangerous. And I think for the college presidents, and Leon, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Part of this is a control issue. You have you have the student population that's over 21. They're adults. You treat them like adults. You know they have to be, you know behave by adult rules. The group between 18 and 21, you're, the other students that are on campus, because they are not adults in the area of drinking, they're adults in terms of their grades. They're adults in terms of paying for their bills. You know, on campuses, but not in terms of drinking that the universities and the colleges are still kind of responsible for this group. And when I mean responsible, they're liable for this group as well. They become the, you know, parents that, um, you know, that are, um, they're act, they act as the parent on campus in that situation. So some of it may be that the college presidents know that what's happening, the current system is not working because, right. because of all the abuse that's going on. And number two, because they know they're, you know, they're still, because these kids are underage, the universities are responsible for them and they can't control, you know, they can't be responsible because they're drinking in the rooms, they're sneaking into parties, they're, they're, you know, it's out of control. So they're looking for other solutions. So you think they just kind of want to let go of the legal liability? Well, I, I, I just think they know they can't. They, they, I think they it's part really. of it because because they 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 have to be somewhat responsible. These are underage kids. Right. If they're declared adults, they they're still responsible for what goes on on campus. But I wonder whether they have less liability in terms of it, and whether or not it would be easier con- to control to have you know university pubs and things. Obviously, Mothers Against Drunk Driving you know, has come out against this. They think this is a bad idea. They think that raising the drinking limit has really reduced the number of deaths, alcohol-related deaths, um, on the road. And that is, that's actually true. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, there's studies that have shown that earlier uh, onset of drinking leads to a higher risk of later alcohol dependence. So if you start drinking at 14, you have a much higher rate of being dependent upon alcohol, like 47% of kids who start drinking at 14 or then become alcohol dependent later on. Whereas if you start drinking after 18, it's 9%. So I know the argument is that if you lower the age, the drinking age to 18, it's not the 18-year-olds you have to worry about, it's the 14-year-olds you have Mm -hmm. to worry about. So I kind of buy this, but I think it must be a gigantic, just a gigantic headache on college Every single weekend. I mean, with the colleges that I've worked at, you know, know, they have these giant parties. They have administrators that are in charge of the fraternities, the sororities, you know, where this drinking is going on. They have police that are at football games, you know, that are patrolling various areas. They have, you know, alcohol education programs, and it's still out of control. And maybe this is, you know, the university presidents. I, I haven't, you know, I haven't been in on the meet, at meetings, but they, I think they just want to have more flexibility to try a different system because the current one is not working at all. All right, we're going to keep our eye on that. Of course, if you have opinions on this, you can always send us an email at SatelliteSisters.com or weigh in on the blog. We love hearing from you there. At Sister Spot, we'd be curious to know. I've always, I always wondered when I was at college, you know, there was no local police. I mean, no one ever came to enforce the 21. 
drinking mm-hmm. age. And but now you see that on a lot of campuses now. That's much more common. Right. Than, and yeah. it just surprised me, like, how could they get away with this? Because I, you know, it was, it was very difficult um, to buy alcohol if you weren't 21, but you could get it at the school, at the school pub. It was no problem. So just curious to see how this works out. All right. Another story, not so serious, I saw uh, on Good Morning America last week. And I just, I almost laughed out loud at this term. There's, there's a new term that sociologists are calling Munchausen at work. Okay. Mm. And all you have to do when I'm describing what it is, is just picture Steve Carell's character in the office. <laughs> okay. Right, 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 right. If you're wondering what it is, yeah. it's Steve Carell. Okay. So these are people in the workplace that create fake situations of chaos so that they can rush in and become the hero. Oh, that is such a crazy syndrome. Of course, it's like that Munchausen by proxy, which is a very real thing, a parenting thing where parents actually hurt their children so that they can get sympathy. So this is much less serious than that. But they had people on Good Morning America (laughs) describing, like a restaurant owner described an employee that called him up like at 1130 at night and said, Oh, wow. I just I just had a situation. I just took care of this patron <laughs> out of control. Just wanted to let you know. I think I solved it well. Blah, blah, blah. Really, you know, did a good job. And the boss was like, oh, thank you. That's great. Really appreciate it. And so the next day he was just curious to see the situation. So he looked at the security tape. No such situation had ever happened. Interesting. Ever happened. So this employee just completely made up the crisis and then the solution. Yeah. I mean, this is the part so that's not funny. That's a work. deep psychological, you know, <laughs> issue. It is. But at least they're not hurting people. Okay. <laughs> but it just made me think, have you ever worked with someone who had Munchausen at work? And you can kind of, you know, once you get beyond Steve Carell, conjure up that image of like right. the person right. that was always like, oh, this was just about to happen, but I stepped <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've certainly worked with people like managers who took credit for rescuing a situation, <laughs> right. you know, and would talk about it for the next week. If I hadn't been there, the whole thing would have fallen apart. The whole deal would have been a disaster. But I can't think of They didn't make specific. it up. Well, I don't, who knows? Maybe they did, but I can, I'm trying to think of a specific situation where someone created a fiasco. <laughs> And then tried to rescue it. I don't know. Well, some of it is, you know, it's the uh, indispensable worker that you have some kind of little expertise. I can remember one of the first guys I worked with at a steel mill. He was in charge of selling off some of the extra um, or damaged steel. But he had this little system in his notebook that nobody else understood. And one (laughs) time I had to substitute for him. And it was just indecipherable what he was trying to do or what his system was. And I came away thinking, he has no system here. He's just making this up. But he always looked like a hero because he found a home for this damaged steel and no one else could do (laughs) it. You know, that's, that's, you know, he solved these problems. But... Actually, I, I don't know what he was doing. Yeah. Now, Sheila, I can't believe with the lactose intolerance and the altitude sickness, you also haven't contracted Munchausen at work. Well, you know the day the gate wasn't open for parking? I came around and opened the front door for you guys. <laughs> the gate was really open. Oh. <laughs> now, Sheila's going to be sitting at home scheming. Oh, a place this gives create, me license yeah. to do anything I create want now. some Munchausens at work. Just I want to munch away at that. Yeah, why don't you come in early, Sheila, and turn off all the mics. Turn, <laughs> turn off Liz's mic and then solve the problem. Rush in and mic. solve it? Rush That's a good one. Okay. Let's not tell Liz. <laughs> okay. That's the second thing. We're not celebrating her birthday. We're not going to tell her about the mic. All right. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. Coming up next, Monica has Believe It or Not. And, Monica, your theme is? Big, bigger, biggest. Big, bigger, biggest. Stay with us. We're the Satellite Sisters.
music, too. Monica is back with Believe It or Not. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. You can always go to our website at SatelliteSisters.com if you want any information about the sisters at all. All right, Monica, refresh our memory, Believe It or Not. What are we doing here? It's my weekly news quiz. I'm going to bring three stories to you. Two are true and one I made up. And you have to play along with me. Try to guess which story I made up. Each week I choose a theme, and this week I have three really big stories. So the theme is big, bigger, biggest. All right. Mm. Sounds fun. Story number one, where's my monkey? (laughs) (laughs) It's got a monkey in it. I'm going to love it. (laughs) Someone stole Lowell Miller's monkey, and he is mad. Mm. Okay. Now, Miller is the proprietor of a flea market, and it's called Sandy's Sales. And it had an eight foot mechanical ape which moved his arms up and down and the ape twisted sideways and he had the ape parked outside a store in maine in order to attract customers into the store well it disappeared in broad daylight last week and the maine state police they're on the case but they think it may be decorating some college student's dorm room oh yeah story number one is where's my monkey the eight foot monkey We're playing Believe It or Not. My theme is big, bigger, biggest. Story number two, Heartburn Hall. (laughs) Move over, Joey Chestnut. Now, you know Joey. He's the guy who won the hot dog eating contest in Coney Island. Move over, Joey, because Humble Bob is the new king. Yes, Humble Bob, that is his nickname. He choked down. Mm. I almost wish we had a drum roll. 11.5 11.5 pounds of chili spaghetti. Ew. <laughs> oh, man. 11.5 pounds of chili spaghetti. Just picture it. Spaghetti with chili Please, on top. Please, not. Right? In 10 minutes, okay, he was at the Skyline Chili Spaghetti Eat-Off in Ohio this week. So he ate, Sheila, over a pound of chili spaghetti a minute. For 11.5 I, pounds I can't total. even fathom that. That's a heartburn haul, so that's big. 11.5 pounds. Okay, humble Bob. Story number three, big, bigger, biggest. Story number three is McMansion. Marnie and Will Saylor can't understand what the flap is all about in their tigered Oregon neighborhood surrounding the construction of their new home. Now, the Saylors have lived in this modest neighborhood. Houses are about 2,000 square feet. They've lived there for 20 years, and they've decided to raise the old house and replace it with a 14,000-square-foot home to include an indoor pool and atrium, seven bedrooms, <laughs> and three working kitchens. Ooh, Holy moly. What the heck? To make a lot of chili spaghetti. Yeah. Huh? yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, where, where, what, where did they get the windfall for that? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's not No follow-up questions, Sheila. <laughs> Please, let's just stick to what's on the paper. So Marnie Sailors quoted as saying, the site has been vandalized, and now there's graffiti on the fence outside their house that says, no McMansions in my backyard. But they're going forward with their plans anyways, because as Marnie said, we want to build a neighborhood showcase. Yeah. Wow. So story number three is McMansion. So we have three stories this week. The theme is big, bigger, biggest. The first one is, where's my monkey? What happened to the eight-foot monkey? Story number two is Heartburn Hall, the guy that ate all the chili spaghetti. And story number three is the gigantic house in the modest neighborhood Mm. in Oregon. This is a tough one this week. Um, this is. Because they all, all sound real. All real, Monica. You've, had, you've done some good work here. I mean, you can believe the main story with the main police after the bear. And, um, <laughs> it's a monkey. Oh, uh, <laughs> it was a monkey. Sheila. Sheila doesn't like to get caught up on the details. Okay. Eight-foot monkey. No idea what she was talking about. I um, thought she was referring to the archival, believe it or not. No, no, no that's this week. She, she's and right. Why don't you start us off then, Sheila? Which one do you think Okay, is? I think the, the, the uh, humble Bob. I don't know, Monica. For me, that just does not seem humanly possible. Okay. You're going with humble Bob. Yeah, humble I Bob made, is made, made up. up. Okay. All right, this is Leanne. I'm going to go with the McMansion story because mm-hmm. there's just no real estate reason why you would. <laughs> a fourteen thousand square foot home and a house in a neighborhood full of two thousand square foot homes. That's just bad. That's a bad real estate decision. Oh, Leon, so I'm, that's your real estate. I'm going with the plus. It must be a giant lot if they're putting a fourteen thousand square foot home on it. So, all right, I'm going with that. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the um, the chili spaghetti story. I just have been calculating the rate of in, you know inhalation that you would have to consume, and I, I can see taking in that much chili. But I think the spaghetti noodles <laughs> would totally clog yeah. you up. Right. So I hate to agree. With, it's impossible that I'm agreeing with my sister <laughs> Sheila because I actually listened to the stories. I don't know that she did. But I'm going to say that the humble Bob story is not true. Okay. Well, uh, Kia, do you want to weigh in? Kia has been engrossed in Us magazine. She says she never reads it. She doesn't like to follow those Hollywood stories. She finds them degrading and cheap. She cannot get her face out of that Us magazine. Oh, okay, then, I'm then we'll about get Heidi Klum in Seal. I'm sorry. Oh. She, yeah, yeah. Now she now she's totally uh, preoccupied. Okay, we'll give her a pass this week. Well, I want to say. Uh, Humble Bob is, that's a true story. Ooh. I mean, that's, that's ah. disgusting. That's 12 that's pounds foul. of chili spaghetti. What is chili spaghetti? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's chili mixed with spaghetti. I, I Haven't you that. ever seen it? No. How, how can you get all those noodles down? That's what I don't understand. Okay. Okay. So he did it. Uh, that was true. Where's my monkey is true. <laughs> I was going to say, where's my bear? But it's where's my monkey is true. <laughs> and Leon, you were right. I knew you, I knew you would, uh, be analytical and <laughs> I'm sorry thing. and smart and, th- and just think that no one's going to build a 14,000 yeah. <laughs> square foot home yeah, that on, you, on a small modest yeah, neighborhood. You took Liz's place today. <laughs> Thank you know you. what, Leah? Maybe Marnie and Will want to lose money on this venture. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they don't care. They want the seven bedrooms, the pool, and the atrium, and the three working kitchens inside just... the house. <laughs> Plus, everyone in Tigard, Oregon, is so nice. Right, no one, Leon. That I guess that would be a stuff. No one right. would ever say we want to build a showcase home. That's just not Tigered, right? Yeah, it's okay. a modest. Yeah, All right, it's, you it's want to congratulations, Leon. You want chili down? Win. Thank you. All right, yeah, I'm going to celebrate with a big bowl of chili spaghetti. <laughs> Sheila, let's go get that bear right yeah, now. That- we could send Liz some chili spaghetti for her birthday. No. Welcome home from Brazil. Uh, Here's 11 pounds. <laughs> All right, we're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us because, believe it or not, with such hard work, we are going to have to relax oh, with the cozy yes, couch. Indeed. So stay with us. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. Lee and Monica and Julie here. Thanks for joining us today. Now, Monica, we had a goal over the summer, and it wasn't to lose 20 pounds, although that's always <laughs> our goal. Uh, it was to get 1,000 friends on Facebook. How are we doing, Facebook Meister? Well, we have topped the 600 mark, Leon. Right so on. We are climbing week by week. We are getting more members to our group page, the Satellite Sisters. And I'll tell you, we're having a lot of fun over there on Facebook. <laughs> I, I really enjoy it. And I am new to Facebook. So I do appreciate all of the Satellite Sisters listeners who are going to Facebook for the very first time. You know what? We don't know what we're doing either, but we're trying. But it's fun. You kind of you post your profile. You can talk to other Satellite Sisters, post pictures of yourself. Hopefully it'll be a place where we have discussions about the show. Um, I still don't understand the pieces of flair that people keep sending me <laughs> or what I am supposed to do with the flair, but I'm working on that. I just think it's a really fun thing, Facebook. I right. like to find out what people are doing during the day. <laughs> okay. They're I, sitting at home, surfing the Internet, I like, listening to the show. I like to see the pictures. I'm enjoying that very much, to see the pictures of the Satellite Sisters out there. Now, Julie, you were in charge of just a small but explosive area of Facebook this summer, and that was the dog photos. That's right, Lee, and these were the dog days of August. But we're going to continue it into the fall. I'm going to pick a dog of the week because have you seen the dogs at Satellite Sisters? Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, go check out Jack. He just arrived today. Now, Monica, is Jack, as a dog, is he in our official count as friends at Facebook or is that a different category? <laughs> I'm new to Facebook, too. I don't know whether you can count cats, dogs. Have you seen the horse that's um, disguised as a giraffe? Uh, yeah, and I saw the chickadees and, yeah, a lot of cats on there, There's which I ado- enjoy. I do, too, Monica. They're adorable. Horrible cats. Leon, they won't make you sneeze at all. You can just look at the pictures. All right. So the way to get to Facebook is to go to our website, SatelliteSisters.com. There's a link right on the home page. It says Facebook.
Facebook. You can just click on it. You can join and you can become part of the Satellite Sisters community there at Facebook. And then once you do that, apparently you can send us a photo of any livestock you have in your home whatsoever. (laughs) And it may qualify as our dog of the week. We're the Satellite Sisters. Stay with us. Oh, we are the Satellite Sisters, and welcome back, everyone, to On the Cozy Couch with Sheila. It is uh, the season premiere of The Cozy Couch, so this is uh, this is big. This is very big, and before we get too excited, let's do a deep breathing. Sure. Breathing. <laughs> Reach and snack. Yeah. That's right. And don't go for the chili spaghetti. Okay. Go for some <laughs> raw almonds or some celery sticks, like J-Lo did. For her amazing slim down. That's right. She's on the cover this month. More for your money this week on Woman's World. 179, but more pages, Leanne. Oh, good. Yeah, they have some new features in here. Um, And delicious dinner ideas, including the roast chicken with tortellini. Mm. And um, they had a wonderful original recipe for raisin and fennel focaccia. Oh, that doesn't um, sound good. And shallots, actually. Shallot, raisin, and fennel focaccia. That confused me. But I am going to go through <laughs> through some great tips to clip for everyone. Everyone here? Yeah. Everyone yes. want to get relaxed? All right. Okay. Smart ideas to make you look great. Of course, we need that. All right. Smart ideas for your home. Um, make your life happier and hold on to that summertime glow. Oh, good. <laughs> Because you're going to be wearing that white dress, so you don't... Oh, I'm definitely wearing it. How to slash calories in half, which um, is important for me. And also, make sure you never get gallstones. Now, (laughs) I had a gallstone one day in Chicago after that pea soup, and I never, ever want to get gallstones again. Monica, you diagnosed me, right? You were in a lot of pain. You had the very thick, thick, creamy pea soup. Yeah, that's right. And I had to Bacon bits, yeah. (laughs) Cooked in bacon fat. I mean, I did explain to you that a gallstone just can't form after one serving of soup. Well, well, I... It did aggravate something inside Something was there. And I want to... I, I just appreciate Woman's World for putting in five tips. You want to keep the crystals from forming, right? Whatever the crystals are, it's basically disgusting. I don't want to go into it, but they tell you to eat breakfast every morning. That causes the gallbladder to contract and release um, cholesterol-dissolving bile. Okay, I'll say it. It's bile. All right, you got (laughs) I mean, I never, ever want to go through that again. And I'm willing to do what I can to be gallstone, gallstone free, Leanne. Okay. Maybe you know what? Cozy Couch has t- <laughs> taken an ugly turn today here. <laughs> I, can't, okay. I cannot believe how often that bowl of pea soup comes up. <laughs> All right. I All mean, right. I, we have talked to you at least one show a month. And, you know, we were there. We don't need to. You saw what it. happened to me. It yeah. was only a cup, too. It wasn't even a full it was, bowl. It was like a cup. It was a pre-dinner I cup of I fell over, soup. practically. All right. Hold on, to your, hold on to your summertime glow. All right. right. Let's calm it down. Let's, 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 en, let's enhance this experience. Inhale a tropical scent. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Smell is the most powerful sense we have, especially when it comes to jogging the memory. All right? So one way to recapture the toes in the sand feeling is to inhale the aroma of a coconut. That's right. And Liz, I'm sure, is, is having fun right now inhaling coconuts. Um, but you could try at home lathering up with the coconut soap or sneaking in some coconut ice cream at lunch. Oh, good idea. Seriously. No, I, I enjoy coconut. And I always wonder, why am I so happy after I sniff a coconut? <laughs> I've never sniffed a coconut, <laughs> but I've smelled coconut bath oil, and it's very <laughs> uplifting. Does it take you back to the tropical It, it does. It jogs my memory. Okay. All right. Luminize your skin. Oh. All right. This, this, is, this is important. You're going to have a facial luminizer. Revlon, Lancome, and other cosmetics make them. And what you're going to do is you're going to mix it together with your foundation or as a highlighter on your... <laughs> 
eyelids that Julie and I st- <laughs> still have. God, they're still there somewhere, aren't they, Julie? <laughs> I mean, I know. If, if we, I push back the puffiness, I get an eyelid. Yes. I mean, there is there's an eyelid in there somewhere, mm-hmm. and I would like to take a luminizer and highlight it just to make sure that I'm still awake up there. Okay. Smart ideas for your home. Leanne, you have a home. I don't. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> right, you want to tighten up your wicker chairs? Yeah. Yeah, because they loosen up, don't they? The sure. seats start to sag. Well, you could sponge them with hot water and let air dry. The seat will actually shrink and <laughs> tighten up as this it dries. Works with the plastic wicker, wicker chairs. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know about plastic. Isn't wicker wood? Real wicker is Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. Get your oven racks gliding. Your oven glass won't glass. <laughs> my, uh, my racks won't gr- glide. <laughs> I was trying to help out. My, okay. Without, my lacks la- don't glide. Without <laughs> yanking, t- tugging, or posing a burn risk? I mean, mm. that's dramatic. Really. <laughs> but what you're going to do is when the oven is cool, you're going to put on a thin coat of petroleum jelly on the rack's edges to help and rub it in with a cloth. Do you spend time doing that, Leanne? You know, I'm, I'm fear that petroleum might ignite in a in a, in a hot, hot situation. But you're, no, you're going to be working on it. Your oven doesn't really work, Sheila, right? So you, that one might work for you. All right. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Cran marks on the walls. Monica, have you been drawing? <laughs> a, on your, a, a victim you, of that? Have yes. you been drawing, drawing on your walls again? Squirt a dab of non-gel toothpaste on the spot and rub it in. The crayon will come right off. I never knew that. Hmm. And also, Monica, you have grease stains in your garage floor, don't you? You know I do. All right. This is what you're going to do. And also, it can, you know, um, the oil has been spilled. <laughs> Clean it while it's fresh by covering it with, you got it, cat litter. This is unbelievable. You're going to take the cat litter, put it on the oil, and grind it in with your shoe. You're going to take your shoe and just like mm, stomp on it. And then you're going to sweep it up and scrub that with a stiff brush and then wash it. That's complicated mm. with dishwashing liquid. So that's, that's for an oily mess in your garage. All right. Slash calories in half by ordering first. I love this idea. People who eat out with others typically load up on twice as many calories as if they were dining alone. Mm-hmm. All right? So what your, your solution is, boom, place your order first so you won't be tempted to follow the others. Oh. So they're going to order chili and spaghetti? Yeah, chili spaghetti. <laughs> chili spaghetti. coconut ice cream for dessert. Yeah. No, you, you say, I'm first. Okay, I would like the poached salmon with field greens. Mm-hmm. And d- don't listen to when they say the chili spaghetti. <laughs> and then you're done. You've ordered first. You know how you're, it's a power of suggestion, Leanne. I know. Well, I'm just looking at you because you like to order like the minute you sit down. Right. The reason I, you can order first is the rest of us haven't even opened the menu yet. Oh, yeah. She's screaming the order when she walks in the door. <laughs> and you better, better, better bring it to her. <laughs> yeah. Except if it's pea soup. Okay. I love that raisin focaccia. All right. Make yourself look great. I mean, this is, this is hard coming back after <laughs> the summer. Because these are not complicated articles. Okay. Too tight footwear comfy? Wait. No. Make too tight footwear comfy! Exclamation mark. All right. Do your favorite shoes pinch your toes? A little bit. Yes. Yeah, a lot for me. I mean, any shoes pinch my toes. <laughs> okay, you're digressing. Go ahead. Loosen them by misting shoe brush, Ray. Shoe stretch spray, three ninety nine at theimprovementscatalog.com on the inside of your shoes. Stretch them right out. Layer the trendy way. I love this idea. Now, follow along because this is complicated. You bought one of this season's popular short sleeve jackets, did you, Leanne? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. I did. All right. Wear it over a thin wool sweater when the temperature drops. You're going to layer it. Layer it the trendy way. That's and then- complicated. <laughs> So it means you're putting a sweater and a jacket on? Whoa. <laughs> no, but it's just short sleeve with the long sleeve coming out. We Whoa. get it. We're, okay, we're okay. We got it, Sheila. <laughs> and then you're going to choose a contrasting color for a chic, fresh look. Um, I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't know what it means. Know the open toe shoe rules. 
Julie. Can okay, we, let's a, review the rules because yeah. I don't know the rules. All right. I think it's time for you know for a fresh start. All right. Uh, if you've been contemplating wearing peep toe pumps, Leanne? You bet. Okay, so it's okay to pair them, pair them mm-hmm. with opaque tights. It is. Just make sure the seam is not visible at the toes. Got it. All right. And if there's one shoe to buy this year, go metallic. That's right. Shimmering shades of silver, gold, and bronze are the fashion's new neutrals. Perfect for adding them to day and evening outfits. That's right. All right. Do we get to smart new ways to b- use baby oil? No, not yet. All right. Ooh, do you have that stuck ring on you? Leanne, did you get that stuck Yo, ring off no, yet? No, it's still here. <laughs> did you have a lot of salt last night? Maybe you can't get your ring off? The trick to getting off a too tight ring? Rub a little oil, baby oil, over the problem finger and then gently <laughs> twist the ring. What if you have 10 problem The fingers? lubrication combined with the twisting motion will make the ring slide off. Really? Because <laughs> the rest of us would just sit there and let our circulation get cut off. God, that's brilliant. Leanne, okay. Leanne don't, I'm so, okay, don't okay. be catty. I'm right, a cozy I'm sorry, couch. You're right. I'm sorry. All right. And I, you know, get your furniture gleaming. Monica, yes. I thought you could try this because you have furniture. <laughs> um, no furniture polish? No problem. No, no, no I don't. Okay, no. so he's going to take three to five drops of lemon juice mm-hmm. in a half a cup of baby oil mm. and apply with a soft, dry cloth and wipe over wood for a lustrous shine. That sounds nice. Actually. And then, that and natural. then this is Julie's idea. Scent it. Mm, scent it. Get the baby oil and the turn coconut. it and turn it into a scented bath oil. This oh. is so brilliant. Just by adding a few drops of essential oils to your baby oil, shake it up, put it in your bath water. Wow! And you've scented it. I mean, that's that's incredible. Ooh. That's incredible. Let me see if I got to everything. I think you did. I, did, I think I did. Inhale the tropical scent. With the gallstones. And the right. gallstone tips, which I think are excellent, really. Um, and I'm going to start taking my magnesium because apparently low magnesium levels can I- increase your chances <laughs> of getting, I think I'm getting one right now, gallstones. Oh, no. Oh, Dr. Sheila. Yeah, all right. Okay. All right. Ooh, all right. This, this, was, this was nice being back. I will try to contain it next week to not so medical. I know I yeah. got into my own personal problems this week. But I just, I want to make sure that I'm on the gallstone. You know, I'm taking care of that. I'm proactive on that. So, <laughs> I, um, okay. just going to keep this article hung up on my bathroom window. You don't have to hear about it anymore. All right? You don't okay. have a window in your bathroom. <laughs> Do you have a bathroom? Yeah, she I don't even have a window. You're right. <laughs> but keep it hung up there. Okay. All right. Wow, it's been a fun show. It has been Everybody, fun. okay, again, let's repeat. No acknowledgement of Liz's birthday. That's it. promise. Okay, good idea. Yeah. Good idea. That's the way to go. All right, we'd like to thank Kia Renee, who puts up with us every week really? and gets us through. Kia, thank you today. And by the by, that's my S magazine. She <laughs> gave it to me, Kia. So finish oh. up that Shannon Doherty <laughs> article. Finish it up. <laughs> All right, sisters, have a great day. Thank you, Julian. And don't forget, call your satellite sister.